Game. I was gonna say, do we have That's any game shit. left? Nope. Uh, no, we used it. Shit. All the games we in the world are out. Up. Man, um, you have this recording to make up some stories about your life, or to tell some real stories, and we decide which are true and which are. Man, what's your favorite? Should we able to do that uh, on the spot. Yeah. Hold on. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> You're gonna tell us some deep, deep, dark secrets that no one would know, and then make up some See, as well. The, the problem See, is, it'll be so, it'll be so obvious point, if I, I'll I'll spit out a dark secret. He's gonna spill the beans, and that one will be all like one, you know, continuous thought, and then I'll try to make <clears> one up, and it'll be. No, it's gonna be really yeah. funny though. It'll be so hilarious. We, we can just all tell our favorite memory. Favorite man, man oh. memory. Mantery. Wasn't there something Mentoray. we did for one of our birthdays once that was like, I think it was Bluesters. We had to decide if, yeah, I guess we had to decide. It was the who same lived thing. and who died. If That's we how liked, we lost yeah, our, our fifth member. Yeah. yeah. If we liked him or not. I miss him. Yes or no. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> if we you really guys can do that. Give a want, fuck. Is still, jury's still out. Who knows? Well, we got about an hour to figure it out. So, <laughs> hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Horrible Podcast, where we bring you uniquely face valued reviews of horror movies this week. Uh, as you might be able to infer, uh, that's the correct usage, right? Sure. sure. I have it no idea. I'm Manton's done. birthday episode, um, mm. as his birthday will be, when is it, Manton? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. So, so if you listen to this now, probably in a couple of days, next maybe. Next day, yeah. probably, yep. yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We need a cough button still. How much did that cost? Uh, Too much. We're going to talk about three movies that we gifted him. Uh, Dylan gifted him Tetsuo 2, which is called what? Body oh, Hammer? I, body Hammer. I have body no idea hammer. why after saying it. but Listen, I know all about getting body hammered. <laughs> Full body hammered. Yesterday, and I was in that state. You were physically there, yes. Yes. <laughs> Blutster, you gave him Chud. I did. Which stands for what, Blutster? Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dingus. You Close enough. Correct. There you go. Good. Good stuff. Um, not to be confused with Chud too, Bud the Chud. <laughs> Should have given him that, that one, honestly. Yeah. The name alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just might be the, the whole series is just the names fucking rule movies. Eh. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Pretty we'll much. talk about it. And then I gave you, um, oh man, this one's a weird title because it's like similar I've, to some, I cannot say yeah. it right. I I've got it if it you know. It's uh, uh, well, You Were Never Really Here. You Were here. Never Really Here. Here, okay. Yeah. It's just one of those there. titles that like, I feel like there's so many movies like this. Like, We Are Still Here. You're never... Yeah. Well, I am not about the name is You might have been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because I am here, but he says I'm never really here, so I don't know what to believe. Well, excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was the joke? <laughs> no, no I don't joke. know if that was. <laughs> just go. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. Um... Yeah, yeah, let's talk about these three movies. Before we get into it, we have an email. Uh, email is horriblepodcast at gmail.com. And you know all that other, that other stuff after years and years of listening to this Do you have to wipe the bullshit. dust off this one to, to get into the account? Oh, excuse me? There's cobwebs and shit forming in our inbox. I think this one's newer, right? From today. <laughs> no, yeah, this is <laughs> No, the email's yeah. brand new, but you got to fucking dust we off the more. door to open it. Okay. Email To go into the email. Oh, because nobody emails us. I get it. That's uh, the fucking joke. <laughs> Jesus. So far, you're, you're two, to explain you're two for two today, buddy. I'm ready, man. <laughs> Driver three, uh, Matthew Whisker. Hey, spooky hey, boys, uh, or whiskey dick. Excuse me. Um, just reaching out to say hello and wanted to pass along a list of films running the f- festival circuit or being released released soon. There's actually a lot that I want to talk about too. The list is comprised of films from a critic overseas. I trust quite a bit. 
Uh, he highly recommended In Fabric for you. Yes. Which very, all of you but me have we seen. fucking yeah. loved it. I actually, so one thing about that, so I was talking to Whisker this weekend. He says he's trying to get an advanced copy of it, and if he does, he'll Ooh, try and help us nice. watch it. It is. Okay. It's hard to get a hold of at this point. In Fabric is great. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that we need to talk. We need to fucking get a hold of. It's Tigers Are Not Afraid. Um, oh, yeah. I've been hearing about that. That, 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 that was the title. I don't even know. That was at that. Chattanooga Film Festival a year ago. Oh, that's right. We sh- could have seen that instead of Mohawk. <laughs> <It's all> Mohawk. <laughs> Mohawk. Yeah, and that sucks because it's been rubbing, been rubbed in my face over and over again online and shit because apparently it's like the best one to come out. But um, here's a list he recommends. Come to Daddy. I think that's Elijah Wood. I think he's in that. Oh, oh right, yeah. yeah. It might be oh, Whisker yeah. just saying come to Daddy to us. I don't yeah. know. A Good Woman is Hard to Find. Necrotronic. Ready or Not. Necrotronic. That name is that's tight. A tight name, I'm seeing yeah. Ready or Not this Friday at the drive-in. Nice. Mm-hmm. You guys oh, are cool. welcome mm-hmm. to come if you want. Um, we're bringing a huge group. I don't uh, know if I'm ready or not. It looks fun. Hey. Uh, so Ready or Not, if it, just quick briefly, is literally like a your next situation in which someone's getting married into the family and the bride has to win a game. Trailer looked great. To do it. And the game that she gets... That she has to do is survive six hours on midnight until. Oh dawn. yeah, I saw that trailer. Why? Yeah, the family. The trailer looks down. a little dumb, so I don't know how. No, it oh, was I liked supposed it. to be it, dumb. It had a, a good kind of horror comedy yeah, tone to it. It's very horror comedy thriller action. Um, freaks, here comes hell, knives and skin. The deeper you dig, porno and tales from the lodge. Is porno just a fucking I, suggestion? It's, a it's just watch <laughs> just porn. Just watch a porn. It's, it's been going around the circuit. Good, good luck searching that one on Google. I'll, I'll say this: like out of that list, like at least the names are all really names cool. are great. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. have been stepping their game up with names. A couple of those I'm very aware of. Um, some of them I'm not at all. Uh, but yeah, these are definitely ones. What, check so out. what is you've you've mentioned? Tigers are not afraid before. What is it about? It's a Mexican uh, folk tale slash fairy tale. It's very mm. del Toro esque. Okay, um, sounds cool. And that's all I can really tell you. But visually, it looks similar, and and spiritually, it looks similar. Kind to of a Pan's Toro, Labyrinth or something. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And it looks dope as hell. Um, Knives and Skin sounds like it right up Manton's alley, but don't want to reveal the slightest thing about it. Okay. okay. Might ruin it. Cool. Anyways, have a great week, boys. October is coming, and you know how he spelled that. Oh, yeah. And so are we. C-U-M-M-I-N. Wait, why would he spell it like that? he spelled it the come way. He's bad. Why go he do that? That's from Whiskey Dick. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for the mail, and thanks for the recommendation. We'll check those all. Well, out. it's nice to know too that like this is just one festival circuit, like one year. That's a ton of fucking movies. Oh my gosh, no! I feel like it keeps adding. And up. on like, top of that, year, there's still there's a, more. Yeah, I mean, there's still a million the movies. Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse, yeah, out and things like that, like mm. are gonna make the circuit yes. soon. And I've still been seeing lists from like Bloody Disgusting and Shockwaves or whatever, where it's like the best horror movies so far, and they're up to like 33 and, and 40. Damn, right we now. are spoiled for choice Exactly. Nice. So, 2019's been good so far. It's been insane. It, and chapter 2's coming out too? It, chapter yeah. 2 is going to be awesome. When's that it's coming in out? September, like early my September. birthday, September yeah. 6th. Oh, that's very soon. Very early. My birthday yeah. is very the nice. 7th, but it comes out that weekend. I <laughs> expected they were going to release that around Halloween, but they're doing it much They always earlier. do it before so that people can get into the theaters and then watch it through October. That. It's smart. And then very, they can dress up as It for Halloween. It's Pennywise. The titular It. Yeah, titular It. Um, itchular. That's stupid. Uh, no, seriously though, fucking that. That might be my favorite one. Um, I'm the one I'm looking forward to the most. Is just I'm I'm basic. Itch chapter two. I don't give a fuck. The first one's the first one's great. Just so I good. Can't wait. It is yeah. good. Yeah. I don't care how fucking mainstream it is. That movie fucking ruled. Dang, um, that's intense. You don't even care. I don't even fucking care, dude. <laughs> it's a rebel. Uh, yeah, yeah. 2019's been good. The past fucking five, six years have been great, and I don't expect anything different from next year because this fucking rules. The renaissance of horror. Um. Let's talk about movies um, when horror was maybe not in its renaissance, and oh. that was the 80s. I'm sorry. They call it the Chud era for a reason. It's the Chud era. 
Horror do they call it that? that? Nobody but, calls it but, that. But I was going to say, I don't think I've ever heard that, that phrase no, in my no. life. So you said that it's not a renaissance? I mean, the 80s no, I, is like... Well, it wasn't a renaissance. It was, renaissance, just, the it was, era. It was just the era. Yeah. yeah. We'll see if these were actually part and of the renaissance or renaissance adjacent. Gotcha. Yeah, unless you want to count the 30s and 50s as like the, the times for horror. Well, and like, horror's oh, never back. been better. I feel like Chud is actually just meta. It's just actually... It's an underdweller in its own decade. It's just hiding in the sewers like, hey guys. It's kind of weirdly I should have stayed there. But no, yeah, this is in the booming 80s when horror movies fucking ruled and everything was awesome with that genre uh and it's chud and everybody well not everybody you might have heard the name chud it's got a reputation it's got a reputation it at does, least yeah. the name itself the name does, yeah. i hear it in pop culture all the time and i love calling people chuds calling people chuds oh, calling yourself a chud you can't go wrong it's funny so at fun. least it has that you know contribution at least it has to that. society and again that stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller dingus. or does it or dingus possibly or does it yeah there could be a twist it's stupid don't you try. <laughs> I don't want to hear the, the other fucking acronym because I love the, the, the original one the, the acronym rules and the word rules it fucking all rules yeah, yeah. the movie let's talk about it that's to, that's to be argued um, Chud was given by Bluster so Bluster can tell me what the fuck is Chud about what's a Chud are you a Chud am I a Chud are we all, all Chud is there ever a question that I was a Chud um <laughs> I, I picked this one, so usually whenever we're giving each other gifts, we always explain why. So this is yeah, uh, one it. that Manton and I watched years and years and years ago. I didn't so, realize you had, too. I knew Manton had. Yeah, we sat and watched it. We, and we watched it, like, basically, I think in high school. I had seen it, too. Yeah, Dylan, did you see it? Yeah, I know I was the only one who did it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And so I was really curious, like, how this would age. And I, I remember mm-hmm. this being really hammy and shitty and goofy. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, that'll be a good time. I was really on the edge of giving you the second one because we'd already seen this, and so mm-hmm. that'd be a great excuse. But and I was what like, a "Fucking name it's got too." Uh, exactly, and uh, so th- well, at least now we got this out of the way. Now we have the perfect segue to go to the second one if we want. Um, anyway, Bud the Chud. <laughs> Chud is about <laughs> so funny. Basically, uh, we find out that there's a lot of missing people going, uh, just suddenly disappearing in New York. Uh, particularly, people who are homeless were living underground in these kind of like, you know, homeless people tunnels, and uh, one of our police chiefs. Uh, meets up with a local guy at a soup kitchen and he's like, hey man, what's the deal with all these missing people? And he's like, listen man, you need to look underground, there's something going on there. While that's happening, there's a douchebag photographer, uh, he's from uh, sucks. Uh, Home Alone. And well, Alone so is the soup, the soup kitchen guy. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. McAllister. Oh yeah, and, one of the wet bandits. And Mars. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Home Alone stardom, uh, just popping up in this movie and uh, he is kind of at the same time, you know, documenting with his camera these people underground and through the resources of this photographer and the soup kitchen dude, uh, Home Alone Power, they're going to join forces and <laughs> somehow uncover why all these people are going missing uh, underground. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Um, I think I think that's uh, one of the first things to say about this is that I think going into this, you have a certain expectation. Yep. I certainly did. I definitely expected this to be. Honestly, like street trash level yeah, or, or something yeah, along those lines. Rid- Super heavy. I was hoping for a less mean street trash. Very, yeah, in, uh, in a way that's it kind of is it, somewhat. In a it's way, that's mean. what you get. I think that's quickly though we realize that like this is more competent than I expected it to be, and I yeah. think that I, in a way I, I sort of uh, thought this could happen because my concern with this when when you gave it to me is that. Um, you know, when I was young, it's gonna and, and suck I, because I picked. What, it. <laughs> well, yeah. there is your, you do have a, quite a streak, but uh, on top of that, like you know, when I was younger, like this is like the first like sort of B movie that I had really like heard of or sought out on my own. So I, you know, at the time I was like, oh, this is a hilarious cult movie. It's so bad, it's good. But it's like now that we've seen so much of this shit, like 
this honestly seems like this is notches like, above. This is like god tier. Um, what yeah, I most actual I shit. Mean, by reputation, even just by hearing the name, the title Chud, and knowing it's a creature feature about sewer dwelling monsters, you expect a certain kind of like. I don't know, oopy doopy, gross stupidness to it, right? Or like it's it's going to be like super hammy and weirdly, like these actors are kind of giving their all, and it plays itself very seriously. Oh, absolutely, for the yeah. most part, yeah, which is mostly. a strange choice for this thing that it doesn't strange. quite pay off because I think like uh, what I was expecting and maybe even wanting out of it was was more of the as, as Devin started calling it the Chud related mayhem, the yeah, CRM. CRM. Well, that, that's, <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> you brought that up because that came out in our Spookers Critters Ghoulies episode. Oh, right, yeah. uh, whatever, whatever it was, um, Ghoulies, Spookies, and yeah, Critters, Critters, yeah. Um, all and, I remember about and, that and is Emo one... telling the story about shitting next to the toilet. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Um, but yeah, that, so this did come out in the same fucking era yeah. as Critters, Ghoulies, and Spookies. And one thing that we were both surprised about with at least Ghoulies and Critters, I should say, is that they were actually also pretty t- self-serious yeah. and legit and bu- budgetarily and what and, and otherwise. Um, but the thing about those that sets itself apart from the chuds of the world this is something we've talked about years in the podcast. I always use Chud as an example. If you're going to have a titular creature feature, and when I say that, you're going to have a, a title of a creature like Critters, Grizzly, right. Spookies. Well, spookies Gremlins, isn't really. <laughs> not Spookies. Gremlins, etc. Yeah. What do you expect to see? What's the one takeaway you, you have from the fucking You're going to see that. That's the whole cell. Yep. It's, it's literally the first thing that's introduced in this it's, movie. Yeah, Chud. It is. And, and, and starting at the introduction, like it's really solid. You've got kind of yeah. like a, I, th- I think the setting of this movie is really good. That kind of like gross New York, like, oh, yeah, yeah, they do a lot of time really well, really really good looking. And you know, you've got somebody walking down a dismal street as they and their dog get dragged into a sewer by a a monster hand. It's good start. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the kind of movie we're going to be getting into. We're going to see more monster hands grabbing people into the sewers, right? And I shit you not, like, a solid half of this movie, there is zero chuddish. I I looked at the time for 35 minutes, it's a lot. 35 minutes into the movie, you see your first chud, which is still funny, and it's for like one second, but it's for like one second. Um, and not to, to kind of go back to the other movies we talked about, me and you, Dylan specifically, and Critters and Ghoulies. The one thing we did get out of those movies, you get was, some Critters, you get you get some some critters ghoulies, and Ghoulies, yeah. so, or at least you get those weird spacemen walking around in Critters, like something yeah. else to distract yes. you. Yes, even even the worse condom though. Heads, is that what they were? I don't oh god, were they like little condom heads? They were bizarre. I don't even want to see that. Honestly, I would have You're maybe taken that. And shooting people in a bowling alley. It's this pretty fucking, fucking weird. It's funny. Even even worse though that we're not seeing a lot of chuds is that uh, when we do see them, this movie is like it either doesn't have the confidence or is like so so afraid of just like letting you fucking get that that catharsis to actually see them well, they the don't se- have the budget to really the like, second well, they're on screen they immediately yeah, cut to a different yeah. scene it's just like yeah. b-roll it's like flash well, cuts. why it's, do you i don't understand it's why it's unfortunate they, too because they, they actually look they actually they look, look good. pretty oh, yeah. good i mean they look funny but but in like a cool way Charming they've got, and like the, they've got these the glowy eyes they yeah. built it up so much that i don't give a fuck what they look like i just want to see it just i want to see slime dripping off to note like a couple of positives here and there like it's not a disaster I, no, that's the problem. I, think I kind of wish it was more of that, one. That, yeah. that kind of decent. That's what I think we'll get to is that that is the problem of it. But um, but something that I did like is like this isn't like Street Trash. Like I, it was kind of cool that they they really whoever made this really seemed to care about yeah. like issues that the homeless people face. Yes, it doesn't and, like, seem exploitative. It's, it's no, not no. mean to the, to the to the homeless population, which I thought was kind of cool and unexpected. Well, I mean, honestly, um, the whole a lot of the whole thrust of the movie is that the police are trying to find the missing persons and find the root cause. Like, and the missing people are all homeless, so like right. they are literally trying to serve the homeless in this movie as hard as they can. And and right. that our heroes here are too, like a, a guy who works in a soup kitchen. Who actually, I really like Marvin. This, I think he's, he's great. Yeah, he's, good. He's probably he's honestly, the best actor. Probably, in this. I'd say he's probably the main character. And it's surprising to see him mostly, do something yeah. where he's not getting hit in the head with paint cans. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually got some depth uh, to him. You can't forget uh, good. Mr. John Goodman and his uh, best role. Yeah. Totally didn't expect. Honestly, it. he's <laughs> a fucking dirtbag. He, he looks so young. 
Yeah, he it, actually's it, pretty it's handsome. A brief he's got that yeah, chiseled yeah. chin, yeah. and and that that scene is like one of my favorites in the movie because it shows a little bit outside of like boardrooms and shit, and then it has some Chad yeah. Yeah, 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 and that yeah. stuff is is sorely lacking. And even after that point, weirdly sorely lacking too. I think the 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 movie's biggest decision that that surprised me and I think doesn't work in its favor is that so much of this focuses on them just like going through political motions yes, to try yes, and yeah. solve Insane. this which is like oh, okay you know that's how you would actually do this in real life and it's it's a little bit more respectable than you'd expect out of a movie like Chuck yeah, exactly, but it's not what I wanted that's out of a movie no, it's not what I want. from what I've heard that the newer Japanese Godzilla does a lot of politics yeah. which is pretty cool but this is a movie called yeah, Chuck totally, totally different yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, care yeah. about the fucking politics well, but when you find it? out what Chud stands for man. Oh, it's yeah. so stupid yeah, I think the the issue is that like I I it's too tame. Like I yep. I wanted oh, yeah. to have some insanity to this, and, and honestly, I could take like a lot of the um sort of like I guess you could say the politics or, or the bureaucracy of them like trying to figure out what to do about it if it was interspersed with right. yeah, more chud or, or that or the political shit was more gripping. Like most of it is just sitting in very white clinical looking rooms <laughs> yeah. of dudes yeah. who are semi competent actors kind of having interesting. Con- <laughs> I like, did like Marv losing his shit with the the people yeah. in the board. That was probably the best shit in their faces. That, that was, was probably great, the best scene. But, like, but the problem is, is that, that most of the people in the room just sat quietly and just like watched it happen. Well, th- we were, we discussed this, I think, a couple weeks ago. We were talking about like what movie would be good for remake. Yeah. I think Chud, Chud would be. Jesus. I actually think. So I actually top think this is a. The, you, you could do something interesting with this because this is like get one political that, with it. Yeah, you could yeah. get really political. Give me, Guillermo, give me Guillermo del Toro doing a junk food movie and just ooh. It's, it's <laughs> just I actually yeah, sure. I, I of the want, Rings, man. I want a more competent, like slightly more competent in the competency Peter of Jackson. this one, where it is getting political. It is talking about yeah. like homeless rights. It is talking about yeah. like exploitive. Because this this kind of does, but only on like very tug and I think you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can do that. Or in like cool action. Yeah, you can. Yeah. do that like where, where you have a like an intense uh just uh like conversation in a boardroom where there's a like a lot of like social drama going on and then you immediately cut to a dude getting his arm ripped off right. in, the, in the in the sewers with an oopy doopy chud monster like yeah that would be sweet instead in this movie they cut from a chud that you've seen for one nanosecond one frame to like b-roll of a homeless guy walking in the street that's like, that's the, the real big uh bummer of this one i mean there are other bummers that lead up to it but like the fact that when we do movie. get the chuds it is just like a fucking flash like you, yeah. you barely see it and what's especially bad about that is that like the effects are really good like and the gore yeah, especially high, yeah. is really good looking yeah, and yeah, it looks you good. only barely see it out of like corners or like it, it feels like a movie that, that just doesn't have any confidence in the part that people who signed up to watch fucking Chud wanted to see. <laughs> I can't help but wonder if maybe it's a thing where like, you know, at the time they they, they probably felt like there was too much of that and they wanted to do something more competent sure. and draw people then don't in name your name. movie Chud. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean you know, it's, up, just, like, it's just retrospect, but it's like yeah. at this point in time, it's like if you go back and this movie has that reputation, it has the reputation yeah. of being this like oopy doopy cult movie, but I don't think it is. It's just that it's called Chud. So that's the only thing you really remember about it. Right. Yeah. There's not much else to, to grab onto, sadly. Yeah. Well, then there's Wrap not much else to say then. Wrap it up. Uh, Chud is just very few chuds and mostly uninteresting um, and just not as fun as I, I would ever expect from a movie called Chud. I'm interested to check out Bud the Chud because that's. I have even... uh, I've read reviews for that and they've said that it's like what they wanted exactly. Chud to be more chudful, like, very silly and right. Exactly. Um, that's what I'm hoping for uh, out of a movie like this, and it's not that at all. So it's just going to be a stinker. Uh, it's just so not worth your time. It's the, the, the I'm glad this movie was made based on the name alone. Yeah, I'm thank so you for glad. Chud. Chud's great. I feel like the name is an addition to society that we need. It, it is absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We that, need we need that word. Not this, because the movies. This because there are so many fucking chuds in society. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this movie needs to exist uh, because of the the word chud. But otherwise, it's just true. Like, don't watch it. Watch it. <laughs> thank you, Chud. Um, it's a stinker for sure. What do you say, Blooster? 
Yeah, I uh, I feel like I'm not as strong as Devin when I was watching it. Like, I wasn't. Well, I mean, I just don't care. That's the that's the thing yeah. is that I I wasn't having a, a horrible time, but I just wasn't really having much of a time. Like, I was just experiencing it, and I I was kind of mildly interested in the characters, but then none of them are that interesting or really have much to do. And then I feel like the main the main uh, mystery is like what's in the sewers, right? But you've seen the cover of the movie, you already fucking know, right? So there's no mystery. Dude, the way they solve the mystery is fucking hysterical. It just like literally falls into their lap. The, the movie right. just ends. Uh, and, and that's the thing. This movie has like a lot of a lot of little problems and then one massive problem that there's no real monsters, there's no action, there's nothing really exciting about it. And then the rest of the movie is basically like a, a mild flat line. Like it's just too competent. It needed to be shittier. Like if, if the things directors had been given all the same shit, maybe this could have been more fun. Uh, so sadly, it's just a it's just a stinker. Which director? The guys from the uh, from things. things? Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought God. you said the thing. I was, I was like, like, oh, John Carpenter. John yeah, Carpenter. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, Carpenter could make this a fucking masterpiece. But I'm saying I like, I don't know if I quite want it like things level, but like no, I want yeah, it just like a absurd. step below. Well, he, was, he was saying give imagine, them the budget and the sure. whatever. And, and, imagine and they're, they're, all the pieces are here from this movie, but except you have the director is the, from the yeah. thing. Like I just I, I feel like it's got to be like more Joe interesting. Dante or something. Yeah, I think a Joe Dante would have been a better somebody pick. with a little more like vision. All right, uh, Dylan. Yeah, I, now that Devin mentions that actually Joe Dante would be an ideal pick for this one, somebody who is a director who's made his entire career off of movies that are having fun with themselves, yeah, and and also having gore and frights and spooks galore. And this one just doesn't have any of that, and it's a movie called Chud. I, the only thing I was expecting out of it was we were going to get some cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller right. action, and they were going to rip people apart, and you know that's literally what's on the cover of it is a little Chud emerging from the sewer. Uh, what we get is some weird, like half political, like drama that doesn't quite work. A really unlikable main character and Marv, uh, and uh, then <laughs> not much else. And the Chud stuff that does happen is uh, too little, too late, and the movie's mostly just dull. Uh, it's not bad by any stretch. Like I can't call this movie bad. I wish I could, though. Is the problem? Like the boys have said. Uh, so it's unfortunately a stinker. There's better B movies from the '80s uh, that respect your time a little bit more, and this just isn't one of them. All right, birthday boy. Yeah, uh, this was a kind of an interesting one to go back to because I again saw this a few times when I was younger. Um, but now that we've done the podcast, and we've seen how much worse it could be and how much better. Of course, um, this is just right in the middle yeah. for something like this from this era. And the problem with that is that there's just not enough chud per dollar chud per second the cps is very low um yeah it there's there's really not much to get out of this so it's gonna be a stinker for me i i wasn't mad about it yeah Uh, i watched this with dylan i think we just kind of sat there and just you know let it wash over us and chatted a little bit that that's all that's all it's good for is just to be there First time I watched Chud, uh, I was introducing my roommate. Your Chud genity. Yeah, my Chud genity was taken oh from me. Ben? Yeah, my roommate oh, who's God. like big into film, but was never super into horror. So I tried to introduce him to the good ones. Uh, so you showed him Chud. So this was years ago. We, he had been drinking. I guess we'd both probably been drinking, but he gets weirder than I do. Well, and yeah, this movie sounds perfect for that. Well, no, you gotta hear it out. Explain. Yeah, I, I, I said like there were two that were on the list that he hadn't seen. That I was like, you'll like these movies. And I was like, we got The Exorcist. Or we have Poltergeist. Which one do you want to do? And he said, I want to see Chud. <laughs> so then we watched Chud, and we were so disappointed, both of us, including him. And he, when I told Ben yesterday I was watching Chud, he literally started yelling. He's like, don't fucking watch Chud. It sucks. I'm yeah. like, Ben, no, I have to watch it, man. He's like, listen, I'll tell you everything you need to know about Chud. Yeah, I would actually like, love to see him just, like, reenact Chud. Oh, yeah. He was going to explain <laughs> that would be way more interesting. He gave me his whole synopsis. And he was just like, That's, I'll tell you what it's about, and you don't have to watch Cut it. Cut to a Chud emerging from the sewer. Yep, pretty much. 
I feel uh, like Ben's description of him, of this movie would probably be more exciting than definitely. the movie. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that's Chud. That's Chud. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about um, oh, Dylan's movie next. Sure. Dylan, what did you gift Manton? Yeah, I went for an easy one, uh, as I am want to do, because uh, I knew that Manton and I both really, really loved uh, Tetsuo. Uh, the Iron Man, a super fucking punk uh, anarchistic. That, that was like, such a pleasant surprise. Uh, yeah, yeah, just abrasive movie that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, we really uh, did not expect to like and really liked. Uh, I l- looked into it and there's actually two Tetsuo sequels. And I was like, well, fuck it. Let's do these all at some point. And I figured, why not uh, give Tetsuo 2 Body Hammer to Manton, <laughs> the follow up yeah. by the same director of all of the movies. Uh, this Every one movie, from... Okay. Yeah, uh, from 1992, Tetsuo Body Hammer. Tetsuo Two Body Hammer has about uh, more of a plot than Tetsuo One, but that's barely saying anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this involves a guy uh, who has his son repeatedly stolen from him by a bunch of weird-looking buff uh, mini-boss bullies uh, who take the son from him and kind of tease him into like being. Uh, a buffer better man uh, until uh, he is kind of tricked into essentially just fucking murdering his son uh, and loses his mind and turns him into paste. Yeah. And he, uh, and starts to grow metal parts to his body as the people from Tetsuo one did. Uh, These are not the same characters, but they are played by the same actors confusingly enough. Uh, And that's about where the plot ends. (laughs) And that's Tetsuo two. It's weird because now that you're bringing up the plot, it actually kind of makes a lot more sense looking back on it because I think this movie actually has a pretty it's cohesive and cohesive, like, yeah. like yeah, confident lo- or... looking back on it now it kind of does we were, we were we were joking a lot like so at the beginning of the movie you know if if you've seen Tetsuo 1 um, you kind of know what to expect here I feel it's like very... you need to see Tetsuo 1 to even yeah I, I even agree. listen to this yeah, I don't, I don't think you need sense. to but I but I think it definitely will help your enjoyment of the second one in, in a way uh, but the thing about this is that you know they they come up and these weird people snatch his kid and we were kind of joking about like what do they want his kid for so then he starts you know working out and we were like oh of course this is he just expects this to happen again this is just going to keep happening but it actually does kind of make sense that they took his kid because we find out later there's something special about him the people running uh this gang of buff boys muscle uh, man metal gym have have a relation to him and it all kind of does add up but as you're watching it it is kind of insane manic nonsense, which is what the first one was. But the the first these are uh, really strangely different uh, while kind of maintaining the sure. same Tetsuo DNA. It, it's almost the exact same like plot structure, though. You've got like guy, something bad happens. He starts turning into Metal right. Man, fights the boss at the end, then turns into giant tank boy. Body horror, cool effects and then, you yeah. know, nonsense. Uh, but the first one is like really gross and punk and like incredibly abrasive, like really mm-hmm. kind of hard to watch in some ways. It's, and this it's one, impressively in your face. Yeah, yeah. this one one and black and white too we should say this one is is a definitely like step up technology wise and yeah. filmmaking wise and is a like a more cohesive narrative you know structure uh and is is in color but it, it still is a tetsuo movie it still oh, has that, that same identity to it but it's I, I a was, lot, lot more kind of accessible i was really happy because this is a lot it, it it maintains like the same dna as the original and still feels authentic to the series but is way just more I don't know it's if I'd say movie. I don't know if I'd say mature but it just feels like a, a huge step up like definitely a sophomore movie because well, it's 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 interesting because like you know they do so much crazy shit with the camera work but there are moments in this where the camera kind of sits still and and, and mm-hmm. puts it on you know some kind of nice thing but like the cinematography in those moments is actually really yeah, gorgeous it looks, at it times. looks great and honestly like the first one I don't think I would ever want to see it anything other than black and white but this yeah. movie it looks gorgeous in color and he does of course and whatever this dude's insane style he's like it's gonna be in color but 
what if I fucked up all the colors? Yeah, and what, if, what if they don't make any sense? And, and they're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just keep doing that. And then, like, it looks, it's it just fits in this movie in some I, weird I way. I mentioned this while we were watching it, but to me, this movie feels like what the the person directing Alive and the people making oh, yeah, Alive yep. wished, wished that they could have made. I thought of Alive um, a lot. I did too, but it, it, this movie is I'm trying not to think of alive on a regular basis. <laughs> um, one th- one thing about this too is that it's like a little bit longer than the first one, but I think for it's the most part, minutes, isn't it? it fucking flies by. Especially, I think there, if I had one uh, knock on this versus the first one, I think that the end sags a little yeah. bit. Uh, but for the for the most part, like this movie, it fucking flies by. Like it, it, the, I, I'm surprised to see a movie that has so much like absolutely insane camera work. I think that like when you a lot of times when you watch a movie that's moving so quick. You can't catch up, and it ends up becoming more boring, and time goes by slowly. This weirdly I think, easy to follow. I, th- I think it's yeah. because in this movie, a lot of the nonsense and quick moving camera work is mostly like a, a feeling. Like it isn't so much yeah. that I need to see everything that's happening. It's more of like a evoking chaos. You're gonna exactly. You're gonna hear the sounds. You're gonna see the sights, and you're gonna have like a a general idea of what's going on. But like the points that are really important, where they're telling you something or showing you something that's important, it's like really focused and like you just see everything and definitely easier to follow than the first one oh, which absolutely. i think is intentional because this one is telling a story whereas the first one a lot is more just complicated a fucking art film basically uh this one the story is 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 kind of weirdly complex and strangely easy to follow despite how yeah. it's shot uh which i was kind of blown away through the entire thing i could keep it's impressive what was happening it's a fucking stupid story and it, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> it, really it's ludicrous, but, but, it's but if there. you buy the ticket which these movies it, like just absolutely ask you to do and if you don't you're gonna fucking hate them like these yeah. these are this is a love Kind of movie. But if you do buy that ticket, like it is a pretty smooth ride, weirdly, uh, till the end. Yeah, well, something else that's uh, pretty. I guess this isn't actually a good segue. Fuck it. But I really like the the special effects in this. Like, oh, uh, yeah. as far yeah, when it comes course. to like the the body horror and and everything like that, like it's honestly unbelievable what they were able to do. Like, there's there's a great scene uh, where uh, Ta- Tanaguchi, I guess that's the main character. So, yeah. He's he's got like this um, suit, like this uh, metallic. VR headset placed on his head and like when he first starts going through his like transformations yeah, yeah. like that shit looks amazing it's incredible a giant piece of shit. metal and, machinery and, comes and, out of his the, chest the yeah. amount of like creativity creativity on display here is pretty incredible we have like uh, these buff guys that for some reason wear this like giant turtle armor suits um, they look like the fucking goombas from the mario yep. movie. they do they, yep. they're, they're just absolutely fucking mammoth and uh you know he he grows like essentially his whole body grows guns all over it and either this yeah. is Why used not? to great effect oh yeah I mean, he's got like a, a chest receptacle of just like six guns sticking out of out of him and and like this it i would say takes a while to get started on some of that body horror compared to the first one uh, yeah but it really doesn't like everything moves very fast but when it does uh you know kind of escalate like we mentioned like he, he, it's not a huge spoiler that he kills his son and it is fucking bananas the way that they do it <laughs> like the the effects are really good and you're just like holy shit they went for yeah, it he turns the son into oopie doop except for his hands <laughs> in, in any other movie this this like any one of these scenes would not be possible they yeah. wouldn't make any sense and you would never believe it but in this movie this dude literally blows his son up in his giant giblets <laughs> And you don't even bat an eye. You're like, oh yeah, okay. Well, now he's gonna. Oh, like, no, have- we definitely bat an eye. We we laughed our asses off. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a revenge sure. story now. And like, this movie is 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 so crazy that you can't help but to stare at the screen. It's endearing. It, it does. I I think Matt Manton's right that the end does sag a bit. Uh, the the third act they start giving like backstory. Yeah. Which is important to kind of tie the thing together narratively. I think it does I like need those to be scenes. here. Yeah. But, but they it, were a little slow. It, it, they're it slow went on a little long. They're different from the rest of it because they're yeah. shot more kind of formulaic and and yep. not as manic. And so it's just suddenly like there's this lull uh, yeah. where the movie has been like action packed and chaotic up to that point. 
and I, I guess it kind of needs to be there, but maybe not as. I think I think could have I think, I think it dragged smoothly. it just dragged on a little yeah. too much. Like really, that's the only like major complaint I have about this because the very ending's tight as hell. It it is what it is, and and that's the thing about like the first one, and you know less so this one, but like. It just it, it is what it is and it exists in this like weird crazy fast like manic space and if you if you if you take a look at it I think you'll know whether it's going to be something you're into or not but that's yeah. really all that it is I don't yeah. I don't really even know what else to say about well, it yeah I'll, I'll speak from my point of view just to kind of address that is uh, unfortunately I haven't seen the first one so it was a really tough ticket for oh, me I forgot to buy. you missed that one yeah, yeah. so uh, that added to the fact that I was watching it on a pretty shitty streaming service. It was pretty hard for me to to buy that ticket, as as Dylan put it. Um, I, but I can totally see why you guys would love it, and and I, and it makes me wish or even want to try to that I had seen it. Um, I wish I had seen it. I should say if if the third one's any good, I think these would be a fucking yeah. such a fun a like marathon. marathon. If I marathoned it, the first one in good quality, found the second one in good quality, and then maybe in the third one, I think it would make my make me think a little bit differently. But unfortunately, there was a shitty copy, and I was getting a little bit of um, fatigue from the from the gray, dark, smoky. It is. I mean, these these movies are inherently fatiguing. Like the first one is fucking fatiguing. Like it's a, it's like you're being run through the ringer. Uh, and I think that's just kind of like part of this this guy's thing. Yeah. But like again, if that doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. I mean, this this is a very I don't know. I, don't I know certainly didn't it, hate it. It's, <laughs> it should be polarizing, but for me, I get what it was doing, sure. and I'm sure if I saw it in the right light with. Uh, literally quite literally the right lighting and with um uh having seen the first one i think i would be on board with i think the first one is really important like the kind of way that i think about it is the first one primes your brain like it literally yeah. introduces the idea that there's a movie like this that exists just, and there's going to be more of them, them. Yeah. because if you just try to jump straight into the second you're like it's fucking weird the, the movies aren't like this this doesn't make any fucking sense like that this isn't a, this isn't a movie i hate this right it, it is the first one literally on, yeah. fucks your brain until it is reprogrammed <laughs> with to a think drill that, yeah, to think that does. this is a real movie you're like oh yeah yeah, I'm this watching this. It's weird because I was going to say this one is more accessible, and I still stand by that. I think it this is, one is, is definitely far more accessible than Tetsuo One, but it doesn't quite work on its own. By it, comparison to the first, like this is this is like the Titanic compared movie. to Tetsuo, which is like <laughs> right. nothing like any other movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like I should have watched it that way. So if I were to review it, I would say you might want to do it that way too. I wouldn't recommend you to go straight into the second one because I did, and I, I wasn't quite on board. That being said, I don't know. I did. I certainly didn't hate it, and there were moments that were super funny and fun. Uh, did we mention it was Japanese? But like, I guess I don't so. think that we did. Outright, so, right, it's a Japanese yeah. movie. Um, if anyone was interested in that, but um, I wish I would have liked it. I wish I could have, and I think I could have in the right uh, setting. Uh, in my setting, I'm. I just. I didn't get on board. I had to pause it halfway through to go to work, and then come back and watch the second half with these boys. It just wasn't ideal in, in any respect. But um, I'm just gonna give it a light stinker. But I really do think that you could watch Tetsuo 1 and Tetsuo 2 together back to back and really enjoy your time doing that if you're into that kind of schlocky fun ridiculous uh type movie the effects are fantastic for sure um and the movie has heart to it like this these guys were taking this movie seriously as, as goofy and fun as it is yeah um so I can I can definitely see this being a, a really really enjoyable movie for, for a lot of people for me I just what not the right setting but bottom line I'm gonna try it again probably someday maybe we'll do a marathon but uh, I'm gonna give it a light sticker based on my viewing experience but Bluster, what's up? Yeah, um, I. It's weird because when I think back to the first one, like I don't have like the most glowing feelings, but I liked it, and I'm glad that I saw it because it was such a weird experience. So going into this, like I was, I was ready, but I wasn't, you know, like pro like supercharged and excited. And honestly, I think I like this one better than the first, just because it is 
so true to itself and so continuous of what what this guy was working on when well, I guess what his life's vision is I want to he wants to transform every human being into a fucking metal monster and uh, honestly I'm you know I'm all about it you know keep doing your thing man um, because I think that this movie is more mature than the first more like it looks better has better acting and a more interesting I guess it has a it story has a narrative it yeah. has a story which is really helpful for me just because I'm someone that I don't know. I need something to just kind of drag me through. As cool as the visuals are, I need something else too. And I think this movie like delivers and all of that. It's still fucking weird and bizarre and absolutely insane and barely makes any sense. But honestly, it was fun. And uh, if if you've seen the cover and you've seen the stills and that interests you at all, then I think you're going to fucking love this movie because it wears its style and it wears itself like right on the cover and right on the sleeve um, because it's just... I feel like this dude doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to be anything else yeah <laughs> he was just born to make these movies it's absolutely insane uh it's a gem for me all right uh dylan yeah i came into this one with really high expectations i did not expect to love tetsuo one as much as i did because it is in a lot of ways the kind of movie that i tend to hate yeah. it, it yeah. is very yeah. similar to like an eraser head or something but it's like what if eraser head was on fucking meth honestly uh, a lot of the visuals in this reminded me of eraser head straight up and this one uh it kind of it, it keeps that legacy going in a really different and interesting way manton kind of mentioned that these are this reminded him of like evil dead versus evil dead 2 it is almost a spiritual remake in some ways mm-hmm. uh and definitely like that that leap up in technology and filmmaking um it it doesn't quite work for me as well as the first one which has this like manic punk energy that i don't think this one quite uh nails as well but shinya sukamoto is the director's name is an absolute fucking madman and i'm down to watch anything else that he's got this is more of his like kind of take on a a superhero origin story weirdly uh and it kind of works for that I don't know which of these I would recommend seeing first. I'm still not entirely sold on the idea of having to do one before two because two is more accessible. But then again, you got to know that you want Tetsuo to get to it. Uh, But for me, somebody who wants as much Tetsuo as you can pump into my veins, uh, this is still really good. Uh, This is a a gem uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. All right, Manton. Yeah, I was uh, a little nervous going into this one because just from kind of looking into these movies after watching the first one, it seemed like people were kind of iffy on the second one and um the consensus wasn't as clear as, as the first one but uh this was another pleasant surprise i i didn't think that um that this could be done again um and it almost literally is almost yeah. <laughs> verbatim done just again and uh i'm all about it. it it was it was super fun pretty much from start to finish um we were laughing a lot and uh yeah it's just a very very enjoyable uh mess uh, it, it's an it's insanity yep it's a gem for me all right uh we're gonna move on now to my pick uh from 2017 called you were never really here radically different from the rest of these. very different yeah. walking phoenix yeah. Yeah. um and this one is very much a fringe horror if we want to put it that way adjacent uh very very dark very gritty Super gritty and dark with moments that are truly scary it, it, in the way that drive is scary. Um, so I chose this, so I guess I'll synopsize it. I chose this for, for Manton because, first off, I wanted to kind of step outside the oh, schlocky B-movie type, uh, I don't know, the the blue the blueprint. The There's more to Manton. Yeah, yeah, yeah Manton yeah, yeah. enjoys movies that aren't I'm just schlocky deep. and goofy. Um, <laughs> and one most recently that, a couple most recently that I know he enjoyed were... Um, uh, first, first reformed, first reformed yeah. and um shit uh what's the, what's the one with uh god damn it taxi driver no the guy going crazy and in the and builds the storm shelter oh take shelter, take shelter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so two movies so good. that yeah 
I well, really, yeah, this, this is a good pick because I actually this is one I've been wanting to see for a long sure. time since it came out. Pretty perfect, much. Uh, perfect because um, yeah, it, it really it kind of lives and dies by the performance of your main dude, and you're in his head the whole time, uh, and they're generally very dark and, and 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 have issues. But anyway, this one is about Joe, who is uh, Walking Phoenix, and essentially a hired gun, uh, a hitman, uh, so to speak, who generally takes, if not only takes, kind of these these hits or whatever when it's about saving girls from from human traffickers um so that's his thing he's a he's a really really fucked up uh, uh veteran uh, with a violent history a violent past who is clearly dealing with all kinds of ptsd from a child and from the military etc so he's super fucked up in the head but he's got his morals about him still and he fucking hates people who human traffic which is dope i get it yeah uh, yeah cool so same what he does to kind of i guess ease his insanity is is he takes these hits um so what happens in this movie is it's about one specific hit uh, or whatever you want to call it, a rescue mission for a little girl that oh, should be no big thing for him because that's what he does for a living, I guess, if, if that's a living. But he realizes pretty quickly as he's doing this rescue mission that this little girl is going to cause a lot more, com- not the girl herself, but this mission itself is a lot more complicated with a lot more sprawl and a shit going for it than he initially realized. And then he's stuck in this real fucked up situation. Uh, that he has to get out of, and it turns into, well, how worth it is it to save this specific girl, or do I just get the fuck out? Um, and that's that's what I feel got about the synopsis. I don't want to say too much yeah. otherwise. It's a hard movie to talk about because I feel like one of the main, one of the most important parts of it is that part of this mission is it yes. involves like you know local government and things like that, yeah. and it becomes quickly the, becomes bigger. The rabbit hole is a lot deeper. Than becomes a big yeah. web, and and basically he's literally stuck in the middle yes. of it. Yeah. Has anyone uh, seen? So this is directed by Lynn Ramsey. Has anybody seen her other film? We need to talk about Kevin. I have not. I've All I know about it. is that he jerks off in front of his mom. Nice. 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 <laughs> sure, uh, yeah, I was just curious if you guys have seen that because I, mm-hmm. I I'm curious to see this if God she if, directs if the shit out of this movie. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. This movie so, has a voice. This. I want so to start different. right at the beginning, uh, which is that this has such a maybe one of my favorite like title sequences. For one thing, we have oh, some God, great yeah. music. So I love good. it. But uh, he gets in this cab and the cab driver is kind of singing, and then he's he sings the title "You Were Never Really Here" as it like appears on it, screen. Like, and shows his lips moving. God damn it! Is like one of the most the, like stylish. Shout openings. out to the the soundtracks done by Johnny Greenwood God, from Radiohead. So it's, it is the soundtrack good. Rips. I didn't know it was from that. Okay, dude, but yeah. that, that makes that's, sense. That's so funny because like. I know we haven't talked about the new Suspiria like with all of us here much, but that Tom soundtrack York is that, yeah. is not good, and and it, it makes me so sad because the, uh, this other person Radiohead is apparently way better and should have done well. I mean, the uh, fucking the soundtrack's fucking horrifying. One, it's stylish, it's but good. two, it fits the movie in the best way. This movie not only has just great music in general, but also a lot of just weird, awful instruments used to to like horror horrific effects like they hammering and droning they sound super discordant and just uncomfortable in the best way i think that the music in this is actually like a perfect example of like what this movie is trying to do which is like the music starts and it's like very cool 80s like this is a revenge style but all near drive but but then but but then the the, the music starts to like shift and turn into like this discordant mess and it's like just it's disgusting Right, and I think that like ultimately that's what this movie is. It's like I think you guys, you you call it like slow drive. Slow drive. I, yeah. I would almost say it's anti drive. Like yeah. this, this is a this is a film that is going to 
get you to the brink of like what you think you want to see which is like you you want this sort of like revenge yeah, porn fuck these people up yeah. but then but then it like pulls it away from you and it sort of it subverts almost every expectation you have about them absolutely throughout and, its and, course and, and that that was to me like what what kind of made this film beyond beyond like some other things like you know walking phoenix is great in this of course an amazing performance um but but i love that this is like taking that formula and doing something totally different with it oh absolutely i think uh once once i had a time like a time to think about the movie after we finished it i'd love to see this director's other work because this is a movie that on paper we've all seen before this is a revenge yeah. flick we're gonna go kill some bad dudes it's we're very gonna, simple on it we're gonna yeah. see absolutely so we're gonna see some hammers we're gonna crush some dudes there's gonna be synth cool check 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 a plus the thing is though is is that you're buying that ticket and you're watching this movie but you don't, you don't actually really get any of those elements in the way that you're expecting every single one of them is a little bit different and honestly this movie really rarely shows gore like when it does it's very smart it's fucking horrifying and yeah. it, you feel disgusting when you see it and you hate yourself for wanting to see it because this movie shows you that this shit is dark and gritty and awful and yeah, you don't it's, actually it's hard want to this. celebrate the same way you do other cathartic yeah movies. absolutely because well, it's, in, it's intentionally not cathartic yeah. like the, this movie is anti-catharsis it, it is does everything it can so to much about just like that. whatever you expected is not what's happening and it feels more realistic for that it also feels scarier for it and it's rare that i've seen a movie operate in the like oh they don't show the gore therefore it's scarier that should work on paper more than i yeah. think it often does but what this movie does so well in that regard is that it it'll show it from like CCTV. Yeah. Like you can see him going into a room and not necessarily and no what's sound there or like yeah, you no hear sound. a gunshot and then you only see the aftermath. And the way that that puts you off kilter based on the type of movie you thought you were going into cannot be understated how uneasy this movie feels. I think another reason that, that a lot of those scenes work is because when we're not in an action sequence, when there's going to be potential violence, a lot of the camera work is focusing on really mundane shit mm -hmm. like Joaquin Phoenix laying on the ground or looking at his hands or eating jelly beans like you, you focus on all the stuff that you don't think you want but it's actually makes it so much richer and more interesting yeah. like there's a there's a scene where I'm, I'm not going to try and spoil anything but he goes underwater and he's carrying someone and it's Gorgeous. like it's yeah. this fucking beautiful mm -hmm. scene where he's just swimming underwater and he's literally deciding like what am I going to do with my life how am I going to proceed to this next you know to this next challenge and it's just like gorgeous followed you know flanked on both sides by just awful repulsive shit like this, this movie just disarms you <laughs> every it, every chance it can as much though as it is anti-catharsis it is cathartic in one way and like to get political here like i kept thinking through this movie i was like i want to hire joaquin phoenix to fucking murder the pedophiles in the white house and, <laughs> yeah. and, and like it really operates well for that like it's dealing with some gross aspects of humanity mm -hmm. but it, it is also like you, you feel the the need for this mission, but the fact that the mission's not going the way that you expect it to makes mm -hmm. you all the more uneasy because this is a noble. It, this is basically ta taxi driver if he wasn't a complete fucking irredeemable. Right. Psychopath. This is basically like what taxi driver thinks, thinks he, he is. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the other thing about this too is like it sucks because I really there's one element that I really want to talk about, but it is kind of a spoiler. But to to kind of like tiptoe around it, basically, I I appreciated that this film not only was being sort of like you know maybe critical of like what we want to see and like sure saying like yeah. okay you know because we, we were watching and we were like oh he's gonna go he's gonna go fuck shit up but then things don't really turn out exactly right. like he expects or, or like the audience expects and, right. I, and i and i love that element the title's weirdly it. true it's it, it's uh, the way that that operates at the end is, is really nice 
uh, the the thing that this reminds me most of is True Detective season three. In the like, sure. there's I'm I'm guessing kind of this new resurgence of like anti catharsis uh, kind of narratives. The the mm-hmm. ones of like there I guess Drive was asking like what is you know a hero really, and this one is asking like does a hero even matter? Do we even need one? Yeah, because True Detective season three that was basically the whole crux. Right. Like once it ends, like you know what what was your impact on this story? Right. Yeah. And. I think the other thing, I mean, we were kind of talking about it before, but I mean, just just the subject of this movie, it's like, it, like I think deep down, all of us want to just ignore that this is even a reality, like of 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 oh, this yeah. of this right. world, like mm-hmm. yeah. putting it directly in your face in the most unfiltered, unabashed way like, is repulsive. Yeah, and and it's so unceremonious. The mm-hmm. way that it's like that you see a movie like Taken, and that's when you're like, "Fuck these guys, right, we right. got them." It's literally yeah. about this is like the opposite. This is, this is, that, is yeah, untaken. Yeah. This is Taken, but yeah. <laughs> Totally, like, oh, completely this, this different. Exists. Yeah, and, and part of it is in movies like Taken or movies like Revenge, which we saw at the film festival. At some level, these characters are enjoying their revenge. Right. They're they're killing these people, and they're if they don't smile about it, they're they're thinking, "Fucking, I got these guys." When we're watching this dude, and it doesn't look like he has any kind of enjoyment out of this. It's like he's doing it because he feels like he needs to do it. It's but, an obligation. But it's, yeah, uh, but, it, but it's disgusting, and it's it's repulsive, and it's and it's maybe just mechanistic at this point. It's just like yeah. it, he just does it. But in movies that are more cathartic, it's like all right, that person feels good right. about what they just. Nobody did. ever feels good in nothing. This movie. Feels good. No, about nobody this feels movie. good. He's he's, fucking, he's tormented. He's oh, tormented. We, we didn't even mention Joaquin Phoenix is stellar. God, and like, he's fucking huge and scary. Yeah, he looks just. Like it's weird. He's not like you know typical Tom Cruise. Ripped. No, no, no. He's just a big, he's buff a big boy, unit. huge, big yeah. buff. And, and one of the best scenes in the very beginning is a dude just comes up and tries to mug him in an alleyway. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> no words. And, and he doesn't take the guy and beat his ass and whatever. He just like kind of thins him one off. Headbutt and he's one down. headbutt, one yeah. headbutt, and just walks away. That, that scene was great because it literally showed like how dominant he is. Oh, he's a he, monster. There's no flash here, and honestly, it probably set us up for the movie better than I would have expected. Yeah, yeah. Because you're expecting like a brawl. And again, that that kind of that kind of speaks volumes. Are kind of uh, is a reflection of how he feels about his his job in general. He doesn't sure. get enjoyment out of being like fuck you, motherfucker. I'm going to show you his right. boss. He just gets him off him. He doesn't love killing him. people. Yeah. I think is one of the main and, things. And even that the the movie begins at the end of a hit, and we see nothing of it. Yeah. Like it's he just walks out of it. That's the, yeah. the introduction of it. That scene was great because when he was in the like, taxi cab and like the guy started singing, I'm like, is he going to like kill this dude? Like I, I didn't yeah. know anything but about him. At that another point. movie would condition you to yes. think, right? Right. Um, yeah. and, and we haven't really talked about it much, but I mean, obviously Joaquin Phoenix is great, but his character is also amazing, and I think that one of the things I think this movie does. Again, back to the direction style, back to the, the the story here, but they handle so well his development as a character without really having any scenes to stop and tell you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that we know he has a troubled past, and yeah. we're going to see a lot of those elements. We're going to literally see them unfold, yeah. and the way they choose to sprinkle them in through the movie is so fucking unsettling. Like, he'll be in the middle of killing someone or in a fight, yeah. and we get an awful music cue, and we immediately flash back to something absolutely disgusting and awful, and we have to see that cut right back to present, like... It's almost like a subliminal message. Did I just see that? And like I'm processing it while I'm trying to watch him on like progress the movie. It's it's just it, it was so seamless and so unsettling that like it worked. And I want to mention twice, despite twice well. all the misery and and the fucked up background and PTSD, they do sprinkle in them or this director of this movie. Yeah. Yes, a little bit of levity, not in the humorous way, but like this guy is also a human. He has a mother he takes care of and he any kind of the scene on the kitchen floor is whew. Yes. He cutely, he has cute interactions with his mother. You know that deep down he, he's, you know, his morals are straight. He's just 
99% super fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But the dude is also, you know, just irredeemable. The dude, the dude is ma- is essentially moral. And and strikingly too that they've accomplished this with really very little dialogue or or, or much, I mean other than just yeah. like seeing the things happen. Yeah. Uh, this is a really spare movie in the way that something like yeah. a drive is, but even more so oh, well, straight yeah. back and there's not a part of this that feels like it shouldn't be there. It is oh, all no, very not. very uh you know lean and and focused. And it moves very quickly, I yeah. feel like. This movie probably isn't oh, yeah. short, it's probably an hour and 40 hour and 50 like hour but, and 30 i think actually but it just felt so brisk like oh, by yeah. the time i'm getting wrapped up in the story it's like already on its way oh, you're fucking strapped in like a roller coaster and you can't get off and you're just like all right i'm gonna go through this like this is this is a kind of a nightmare but yeah there's no point where you're just kind of like all right get, get on with it um yeah it was a real it was a really good good thing i think uh it's so a good I'm, thing you did it's a good thing uh yeah i'm gonna give this a very very strong Jim, I should uh, shout out actually a friend of mine, Mara, which who, who you guys know, mm-hmm. is the one who recommended it. She was like, I, you know, this is kind of your shit. You like very dark, gritty, crimey type movie. This isn't necessarily a crime movie, but it has it's that got same, crime in it. It's got yeah. that same feel. It's got a lot of crime. Plenty of crime. It's got the feel to it that a crime movie would have. The movies yes. that I love, uh, in the shows that I love, true detective type feels uh, oh, on a very darker level. Um, and she was exactly right. It, 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 it's a little darker than I'm used to. I usually like a little more levity in these things, but I can still get get down with this kind of shit too. It's a fucking very very good movie. Very dark. Um, certainly a tough watch. I mean, it's a very tough watch. You're not gonna necessarily feel great about it after you watch it, but you know, sometimes movies do that to you. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and as dark and grisly and fucked up as it is, there is some catharsis to it. At the very end, it's kind of like. I'm not gonna explain. I, what I, I love the ending. Yeah, it's so good. I it's love so the good. ending, and I didn't. It, it doesn't kick you in the nuts when no. the movie ends. Um, it's it's not a mean movie, like we say about some other ones. Uh, I mean, I really like this movie a lot, man. It's one of the better ones I've seen in the past few years, uh, as far as the style and stuff that I like. Uh, strong, strong, Jim. What do you say, Bluster? Yeah, this one. Um, it, it's tough for me on the show because, uh, in the same way that like uh, the possession was, it was an am- yeah. amazingly mm-hmm. well-made movie super great performances but it's absolutely brutal to watch and like don't know that i would personally ever watch it again and i mean i I actually had this happen like as i was watching it kelsey was saying how's the movie she usually checks on me through the week like as i'm watching these movies and i'm telling her i'm like this movie's amazing the acting is incredible the story's phenomenal like she's like oh you know i should watch it i'm like i I don't know if you should (laughs) watch it like this movie fucking sucks like it really is disgusting and icky and uh makes you watch some stuff that you Day to day would never say, I want to go see X. You know, I want to see that thing happen. I want to really think about what that means. But at the end of the day, this movie is a gem for sure. It's incredible. And like, I think the biggest thing that I take away from this movie is to see this style of movie with this, this story that we've see, roughly seen before. Yeah. We've even mentioned several movies just like it. But this director uh, w- mixed with the, the acting talent fucking park and, so and, and the music, <laughs> yeah. like everything comes together to make a movie that feels like nothing I've never, I've ever really seen. And it's, surprisingly beautiful while being also repulsive and disgusting and awful and it just feels so fresh and so unique and like it's really cool to say that on the show where we've seen a hundred movies just like this um so it's absolutely a gem but you need to know that that this isn't for like every day. This it's no is no joyride. This is a very specific occasion, turn turn. but it's also no joyride. Movie. <laughs> it's definitely not that. Uh, but, <laughs> Neither of those. But it's good. Yeah, uh, Dylan. Yeah, this uh, movie came out in 2017, but it is very much the drive that we needed for 2019. <laughs> this is <laughs> oh, yeah. surprisingly timely and yeah. and and prescient in a lot of unsettling ways. Uh, and even though it was, I, I expected the kind of movie there where I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, murder those child molesters. 
it plays with your expectations of that and you're just like oh maybe i don't know this whole world sucks this whole fucking world sucks and yet at the same time this movie manages to look at the world in a very positive light uh weirdly enough like Mm -hmm. this this is an optimistic deconstruction uh but it is one nonetheless and it feels like you know the the exact progression that i would expect after years of taxi drivers to drives to you know the kind of like madman on the on the loose or a person yeah. losing their mind sort of narrative uh you know first reformed being a really good companion yeah. piece to this one i think something that has a deeper message and is doing something really interesting with the structure of a movie or your expectations you know thereof uh i think it's it's frankly fucking required watching this thing is uh impeccably directed and acted uh and really there's nothing bad i can say about it it's a strong gem it's a tough one yeah but it's a really strong gem uh manton yeah walking uh, phoenix is just like so good at selling just utter self-hatred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. He's great. It makes yeah. me kind of more excited to watch Joker. I, now. I'm on, I'm on hey, board. Why so serious? It looks good. I, I, I hope it's good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my review basically is Dylan's. Um, he he kind of said everything I want to say. The only other things I could really add would be spoilers. And I don't want to do that because I think this is worth watching. Um, if you uh, feel like you've kind of seen... And this is kind of how I felt. Um, we watched Revenge at Chattanooga Film yeah. Festival two years ago. And I was just, I was disappointed mm-hmm. by it, I, especially like given like, okay, this is a, a woman writer director making her it own still take felt really on male gazy and kind of. It wrote. was, it was like, it was so just like every other type of movie like it, and I and I was really just super disappointed, honestly. Um, it was an okay movie, but I was disappointed because it was kind of sold to us as being this new take on the whole revenge mm. thing. This actually is kind yeah. of what I would have wanted out of Revenge. Um, this is just, it, it's just a really, really well-made movie uh, that, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, you, you'll, you'll, if you like to kind of think about movies after you've watched them, this is a good one for you. Uh, it's a gem. Yeah, maybe these are like the new like low budget replacement to horror movies back in the seventies and eighties. Like when a director wanted to get their wants to get their start, they would you know so make you, death wishes. To me, this even yeah. Sort of, yeah, this yeah. this had vibes like I I think I I might even mention like this maniac. it reminded me of the old maniac and yeah, like yeah. Driller, sure. killer killer shit like yeah, that, but sure. taken to this in a totally different direction right, in a yeah. totally different way and Less kind of sleazy. It's, it's like a very critical look yeah. at maybe not so much Driller Killer Killer is kind of critical too but you know what I'm saying yeah it, this, this is probably a low budget movie but when you this you I would never say it, yeah. low budget about this movie yeah no it's just simple it's just you, you get, it just chooses its focus really well yeah you yeah. get a, a phenomenal actor and then you just do a simple story and goddamn, you get a great product and we've been seeing that with the with the Ethan Hawke and first reform and we saw that with Michael yeah. Shannon and take shelter yeah. God. I, Give me more. We've yeah. seen some great shit this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus. Um, if, yeah, and all French horror. <laughs> wait, what? Oh, well, French I mean, like, horror. Yeah. Right? I think, I think French, it's like French. Yeah. French, no. But this one also, I do think it, it hits on some very horror themes it's to scary, it. It's scary, man. It's it scary. It's hard to watch. It's. I think this could have easily been a horror movie. I never just thought it a little differently. I'd be worried about child molester, but I was truly scared for these motherfuckers when I saw Michael <laughs> Shannon. Or not Michael Shannon. Uh, Joaquin Joaquin. I was like, boys, you're about to get fucked up. <laughs> also, we didn't talk about it, but I love that his weapon is just a little hammer. Yeah. Ball hammer, too. A tiny too, little yeah. hammer. Jesus. And, like, and, and just like we've, we talked about, he doesn't... It, there's no scene of him getting on top of a dude and, and just smashing his head yeah, in and screaming. Yeah, it's not that kind of movie. being like, fuck you. It's just no. like... Get, Most of the time, you don't get to see it. Or you can see it on business. like CCTV yeah. cameras yeah. or and something. He just takes care of business until they're you know um, immobilized or whatever. Taking care of business. Exactly. That's I love when that song came on when he was driving. They actually do play a lot of like funnels songs to kind of like counter, uh, yeah, counteract the, yeah. the awful tone it's really well, especially at the grandma's house or yeah. his mom's house because she had like the like the yeah, radio the record, always going yeah. or the record player yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good stuff 
Uh, four gems. Um, let's talk about Manton and appreciate this man's birthday. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate too. Manton. We don't have a game, I guess, but you guys got to send us games. Please email us horriblepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we don't want to do the work. We don't want to do it. But uh, today all right. So usually when I'm when I'm hosting I, at the end, I'll say like, "Is there any? Is there anything else you guys have been watching, or you want to talk about or anything?" Yeah, that usually works. I out watched Taken. Well. After I watched, <laughs> how, uh, how how does that fucking hold up? I fucking love taking it. It's I've so it's it. so junk food and silly, but it is the definition of cathartic. It's just like fuck yeah, kill these child molesters, and it's so and no more over the top. <laughs> yeah, yes. and it's over the top silly. It's probably a great palate but, cleanser after this. Movie. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it, it made me feel great. I mean, it's so dumb, but I fucking love it. Sometimes dumb is what you need. Yeah. Um, I'm following up from last week. I'm on season three of Glow. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. Glow boy. Uh, the first two episodes have been very, very good. It, it, and I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Keeps it up. I think season three is the strongest. Uh, I've, uh, like I said last time, but uh, finished uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which Manton recommended. I was oh, dubious, I watching that too. dubious of that going in, but fuck, that show is so <laughs> fucking so funny. Fucking and I think it's a lot more funny than the movie for me so far. Yeah, I think even if you don't care for the movie as much, th- this one has a lot to how'd offer. You, how do you feel I about think, that? Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but the Vampire the, Court. The, the cameo episode. Jesus. God damn it, it's so funny. Devin, oh, you would man. fucking love yeah, this Devin, cameo Devin episode. would love it's this. so good. Oh, Interesting. Man. Anyway, uh, I think it works really well as in a show format, just because you get like little skits yeah. with the vampires, yeah, and you yeah, don't have yeah. to just keep watching it. Also, I think overall, I, th- I think the cast is better. They the, the characters yeah. feel more unique. Like you have like yeah. um, Colin Robinson, the the energy vampire, so the office funny. nerd. He is that's uh, probably my favorite. I, part I think of the my show. favorite is Nadja. I really like her. Yeah. I, I didn't at first, um, but she's really fucking good. so funny. And, and and Matt Berry just yelling bat as he yeah, turns into a bat. He's really great priceless. too. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about how we. Do you remember how you first met Manton? Because I know I met him. Oh, I know exactly. On our school bus. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I met him on a school bus. Uh, yeah. And he, to me, he was he was very. I, I was like, this guy's like gothy and like emo. <laughs> yeah. But I, of course, right, I was right. like skinny jeans wearing hipstery, and I and we were. I, I mean, like, it, it, they're they're very close. It was like oh, yeah. tertiary. I was like, like, we could probably bond over. We were like basically Garden State or dress, dressing very similar, but my clothes were mostly black. And exactly. Really and so I was like, we'll talk about the shins or something. But we ended up just talking about Halo, Halo One, uh, yeah, Halo CE. Yeah, of course, yeah. uh, every day was just like, well, I'm gonna sit next to this guy and talk about Halo some more. Yep. Uh, that's how we met. Yep. Uh, Halo, bro. Uh, so yeah, I remember very specifically. So I was. In, I actually uh, don't remember that when we first met. I don't remember the exact moment, but I remember the first time I saw you. I was uh, back in the day in in fourth grade. We had these classes that. Um, it was oh. weird. Two teachers shared one giant room and there was a, a door in a between. Divider, yeah. Yeah, they would yeah, like yeah. fold yeah. in and out. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it was for some reason they would switch classrooms in the middle of the day for whatever fucking reason. And like whenever yeah. we did the transition, I would see a man across the room and I'm like, that guy looks just weird. Like he has really long, <laughs> long hair. He looks he looks like a fucking he has a dork. beard and he's like fucking sick. <laughs> this is weird. Like yeah, I have I, for yeah. some reason in my mind he had a mustache at the time. But I know it's not true. <laughs> no, I didn't. I had, I had baby somewhat from Rosemary's of, baby. Uh, <laughs> I, I started. Grade. No, no, no. It, it, I started to get a little bit of a crustache in like fifth. It was wow. crazy. Sixth grade is when so, I had full on crustache. So then That's I came crazy. back the next year for fifth grade, very first day. He's in my class. I'm like, I need to talk to this guy. So that then I, so you locked eyes across the room, and it's been it's, yeah, uh, and then very, very romantic. It's also how I met Esteban, like my yeah, other long term yeah, yeah. friend. Dylan, you remember? I got I got two specific memories. Uh, Matt and I I met through Devin basically yeah. uh, and through our friends and. 
I remember uh, hanging out with Manton at Anne Marie for the first time watching yes. Ricky, Ballad of Ricky I was O. With you there. Uh, the ball- oh, yeah. Uh, ballad, not ballad, the story, the story of Ricky. Ricky O, yeah, Ricky o whatever uh, it's which called. Which fucking rules. And I was like, oh, this dude's got dope yeah. taste in movies. And hey, lo and behold, we're on a podcast now and we have <laughs> terrible taste in movies. I'm pretty sure we met before that. Though. We did. And one of the one of the uh, first times I remember like actually hanging out with you was at Running While Puking. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, I never yeah, got to go yeah. to that. <laughs> which uh, was something that our, our buddy Josh, who's been on the podcast, kind of spearheaded, uh, which was exactly <sighs> what it it was like. ahead of its time, man. If yeah. that was around a couple of years after, it was, it was really, in like prime YouTube era. Like, <laughs> it was almost there. There would be something that there. I'd be ashamed <laughs> well, to show my children. <laughs> I want to explain. We had a friend named Jason who was very smart and ahead of his time, and he would just buy up uh, URLs. Yeah. And one of them was running off puke, and he also had Jock Party and OMG LOL. And he would just buy them up. Whoa, OMG LOL. Yeah, that's just probably like valuable. Oh, he got offers out the ass on that one, and then he was like, you know what? I might as well use one of these. Let's do running while puking. So us and our friends literally get together. The URL came before. For the actual yes. idea. So, funny. <laughs> so then stupid. everybody just chugged two percent milk in a buttermilk hot in my case. Buttermilk. You're a psychopath. Just the ran until they were you, throwing man. up on themselves. That was a good time. It was yeah. very <laughs> fucking funny. I'm not sure you could find it. Maybe you could YouTube running while puking. I think puking. they're still around. It's still around. I, I looked it up a couple yeah. years Facebook, ago. It's still around. It's still around. Uh, YouTube running while puking if you can find it. That was probably about fifteen years ago or so or maybe thirteen, twelve. Oh man! Um, all right, uh, friendship's still running, and we're still puking. We're still running still and puking. puking. Um, Not running. We're old. Yeah, that's true. Well, happy birthday, Power man! Walking. Next week we're probably going to get into a Patreon episode. Happy yeah, birthday, buddy! Yeah. And then after that, it'll be uh, that'll my be birthday your birthday episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we got, got a gauntlet. Stacked months. Yeah. Uh, Is it the Infinity Gauntlet, dude? All the little gems, all of our little birthdays. Time to nice. kill it. Time to kill it. On behalf of the horrible crew, thanks for listening. And stay spooky. Marvel.